Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Look at that. The mind gets still. But you weren't trying to still your mind. How about that? How did that work? It works because you disidentified from mind. You saw the egoic process. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Back in episode 301, I told you my preferred way of teaching by introducing students to a concept in totality, making them aware of the most advanced way in mind from the very beginning. I prefer this because when I was a student of meditation, I was only shown part of the story, and I ended up developing some really bad habits. I don't see any advantage to practicing from limits. So today I'm going to introduce you to one of the most advanced and paradoxical aspects of meditation. It may be a little overwhelming or hard to wrap your head around, but we need to be aware of what success, or whatever that means, looks like before we can assess whether or not we're getting there. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. The point of meditation, if you hold it as to find the meditator and discover it cannot be found, to experience that it cannot be found. It's to do exactly what Ben did in that moment where he said, my sense of self is here, but when I look, it's just sort of scatters. That's meditation. In one way, you could say meditation is just doing that again and again and again and again. And there's lots of different ways to do that. There's different doors into that same thing. But the really important difference between meditating in order to disidentify from ego and meditating as the ego trying to have a certain kind of experience, those are, that's the key thing. And where most people meditate and waste their time for decades is because their ego is the one doing the meditating. The sense of separate self is trying to have a relaxing experience or create more abundance in their lives or improve their relationship or get a new job or whatever. That's all the domain of ego. So if you're wanting to disidentify from the ego in order to touch upon non-duality, the aspect of reality without separation, if you want to know what that's like, 
then the name of the game is disidentifying from ego. And that means as quickly as possible, you want your ego to not be doing the meditating. Now that will raise the question, well, how on earth do you do that? Because if we're all automatically by default egos, how do you get an ego to stop meditating? Well, this is one of my favorite paradoxes. You use the ego to disidentify from the ego. So when you look for your sense of self, you use the ego, don't you? Because you're, you're using one part of you to find another part. When you look at your finger, you're using one part to find another part. Where's your finger? Wait, I know. There it is. Found it. That was fast that time. You're using your ego. That's my finger. And there's this me over here, right? Right in there, that's looking for it. Okay, now look for that you. Now, what happens when you look for that you? Do you find it? Keep looking. Now look again. Now what starts to happen the more you look for you? What do you sense in your body? I get the stillness in the mind. That is what people are mostly searching for when they meditate. How about that, Natalie? (laughs) That's the best possible answer. Boy, we just, you just like Ben, I can see you just skipped about 10 steps. Wow. I'm kind of reeling from that. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. The mind gets still, but you weren't trying to still your mind. How about that? How did that work? It works because you disidentified from mind. You saw the egoic process. And to me, I experience the egoic process. Sometimes it feels like in me, like, uh, like a teenager who is sort of trying to keep their behavior somewhat hidden. And then you see it when you really see it. And they're just like, they just kind of stop what they're doing. You didn't tell them to stop. You probably had that experience, you know, someone talking to themselves or, you know, and they don't realize you're in the room and then you, they see that you're there and they just kind of freeze. And there's that really still moment. It's like that. So here's the paradox. The mind becomes more still when you see it. Now, of course, in that sense, you are not the mind. Because you, you, you get by, because <laughs> you can't see yourself. So the, when you see your mind, when you see your egoic process, I'm kind of using egoic process, your ego and mind interchangeably here for all purposes that, that, that works at the moment. But when you see the operation of your ego, you see it from a perspective of stillness. That's the only perspective you can actually see it from. We'll get to why later. But for now, just notice like that's how fast it can happen. It can happen in literally just seconds. And that's why the looking for the you is for me one of the straightest lines to get to what meditation is. Because you're not trying to produce a certain kind of experience. Now, did any of you experience that stillness? And then when I started talking, did any of you have the thought, oh boy, that was really nice. I'd like to have that experience again. 
guess what that was? That's your ego. So that's what happens. And this can take quite a lot of time to work out. It took me about a year of meditation. And there's surely still more to go. Because what, what will happen in meditation, and this is part of what can be crazy making about it in the first few months or year, is you'll experience that stillness, that spaciousness, that presence, and it's really nice. And then the ego goes, oh boy, I want to get me some more of that. And then it will reach for it. And then guess what? You won't get it most of the time because the ego can't control it. And that really pisses the ego off. But it's a super productive thing to be happening because you experiencing, sort of using you loosely there, the ego experiencing its own failure to control its state is exactly what you need. Because that's usually the only way it lets go. It has to fail. It needs to experience again and again and again that it can't control that stillness. And when it gives up, the stillness pours in. And what you've been looking for, you don't have, it has you. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Joseph, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It sounds like once you reach that level, um, then that's it. You get to do, you get to go there every time after that, but that hasn't been my experience. <laughs> if only, right? Yeah. No, if only. The, you know, this is one of those a moment to um, experience a lifetime to master kind of things because it's like pulling a thread on a sweater because that stillness, that peace, that completeness, it's what you want. And next time we're going to talk about how and why it is you with a capital Y want that. It's what you want. And when that gets dangled in front of you a little bit at a time, it will unravel all of the desire and attachment and control and all of the aspects of you that want to own it. And every drop of that gets wrung out. And with every drop that's wrung out, another drop of it comes in. And that's how meditation is a deep transformational process. You see how if you relate to it that way. So this is, in the grand scheme of things, a very advanced concept. But I think that everybody should start with this idea about meditation. Because can you see how if you started out with, say, the idea that it was about relaxation, which you know might be great for you for a while, but it would condition you to have a, a it would condition you to try to control your meditation experience when actually the opposite is really what it's about. It's about completely losing control in one way. It's about realizing how little control you have. All right, God, I, could, I could and would love to talk for several more hours about this, but we're at time. Any last questions before we go?
So um, the recording will be posted in the on the course site in the Meditation for Awakening uh, course. I'll send an email out just reminding everybody of where that is. And then I will post an assignment there, which will probably be a guided meditation for this week. And, um, and sometimes I have some follow-up writing that I'll put in there that all the stuff I couldn't squeeze in. So definitely use that because this is sort of the inspiration part of it, but the other side, the doing your own work and your own exploration. Because, you know, it's important to say none of what I say is to be believed. Your direct experience is what's most important because that's going to be your teacher. These are just some sort of guidelines to play with and experiment with and to help you not uh, develop any bad habits. And then the last thing I want to say is because this is a, a relatively small group, one of the best ways you can use me and you'll be helping everybody is to bring what your experience is. If you're meditating and running into some kind of block or the same kind of thing keeps happening and you're wondering, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What should I do with it? That's a really good way to use this because I can give you real-time feedback and um, prevent you from creating or extending bad habits because that's the really... When you really find the groove of what meditation is, things can happen so quickly, so quickly. And I mean, I can't think of another example where bad habits, um, bad, unproductive, inefficient habits get in the way like, you know, rocks in your shoes running a marathon. Like it's just a little offness is just a no-go. It will prevent uh, your progress for potentially a really long time. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.